<laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Fight Stories brought to you by Absolute Nature CBD. Absolute Nature CBD bringing you the finest in all natural, all organic CBD oil and CBD oil products. Go to absolutenaturecbd.com, punch in the promo code Goon Squad, get yourself a sweet ass 40% discount. Oh, hell yeah. And if you want to find a sweet little deal, head over to Uncle Ronnie's teabag.com. Get yourself some sick Fight Stories teas. You can get these logos that are right behind us. Pump those onto your shirts. You'll be looking sweet, fresh to death. Everyone's going to want to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) The men will want to fight you and the babes will want to fuck you with that new (laughs) Uncle Ronnie's teabag.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of Fight Stories. I'm your host, Tyler Morrison, with John Moses, my co-host. And we got a couple beauty guests from Canada today. We got stand-up comedians Tommy Marshall and Jarrett Campbell. How are you guys doing, boys? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excellent, man. Thanks for joining us. It's, uh, it's a nice little Friday night. No one's got anything fucking too pressing going on. I got two yeah. beers. This is a real sad night to be doing a podcast. That's some real <laughs> loser shit, dude. We're supposed to be performing right now. Hey, it's, it's the pandemo. Yeah, for it's you. Friday fucking night at nine o'clock. Right. right. What's your excuse, <laughs> Moses? As I said, for you, I'm supposed to be out here wheeling and dealing. Half vaccinated. Uh, yeah. Got I'm half vaccinated, too. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not in a hot spot, and uh, I can't even go play tennis. They locked up all the fucking tennis courts. Can't play golf. Yeah, you, you look That's high bad. risk, buddy. Just walk in and roll your sleeve up. <laughs> it's like, I've been having a tough year. <laughs> That's literally a get in line. Yeah. I don't. I don't have the vac. The vaccine yet. We we, don't, we haven't even got COVID yet up here where I live. Yeah. Yeah. You guys just just got cable up there. <laughs> This is dial-up. Yeah, well, you got to all watch out for that guy, uh, O'Reilly's boat, worse than fucking COVID, where you live. O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary? O'Leary. O'Reilly? Oh, see, I need to eat something. Letting his wife drive a boat. Yeah, it's worse than COVID up in Muskoka. Yeah, when do you guys release? When does this come out? Is this live? There's no way you guys go live. No, no, no. We ain't. We don't got the. We don't got that type of juice. But the other thing is, like, people admit to crimes sometimes on here, and we're like, "Hey, That's buddy, a- I don't think the statute of limitations is passed on that." I think we just admitted that someone else's crime on here. <laughs> yeah. We That's do have right. to talk to uh, talk to our lawyer every now and again to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Any of you guys ever been on the stand in court for anything? Because I, I did for a, for a fight that I was. Okay. Uh, oh, segues in from court. Yeah, court. I think, you know, fucking someone's got to get this baby started. Yeah. I think that's so, um, I don't know, is this what we do? We just tell stories? I got one. Yes. So I, I was um, 17, 17 years old, and I grew up as, I, I'm Tyler knows, I'm in Gray County, so super, super fucking hick place. Um, we went to a prom party. We were 17, so it wasn't our party. We were in grade 11. And we went to the grade 12s party and right there, that's already like, you know, trouble. Cause it was, it was outside of our school's like district. They had their yeah. party just outside in the next County. Right. So you're sniffing so, around all their, all their peepee meat. 
dude, it's always, well, I mean, you know, if you, anytime you're in a small town situation, there's, there are very clear enemy lines, right. And you know, when you're partying on the other side and there's always going to be something that happens. And um, so this party, uh, it, unlike just the same as most parties out there, it started with one little scrap and then another scrap and then people got heated up and then it started to get like who's people sizing each other up from across the fire. And it was just one of those nights you knew something, it was going to fucking crescendo, right? Like something was going to go. And so my one buddy, I won't, I won't do his name, but he was uh, one of my best friends at the time and a pretty rough dude who had been like, really, he was a, he was a tough guy in hockey and uh, a tough guy on the playground growing up and everything, but he had never yet really had a good public scrap, like in front where people had eyes on him. And um, he got a whole kid. Never that had a primetime fight. Never had a primetime fight. And this was fucking primetime. By the time he stepped in, there was probably 100 people in the circle gathered around. Um, and he, he teed off with a 19-year-old at the time, right? So for him, he's looking for a badge right now. He wants to knock out a 19-year-old at this party in front of all these people. And he succeeds, right? Like, he ends up beating the fuck out of this guy. And you get, he's so animated in the fight. Like, you can tell this is his first time really into it. And you can see that, you know, that psychotic, that thing that snaps in people? This was his first fight. And this guy would go on to have a fucking, like, a long... This is the first fight of many. Many, 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 many fights. And I saw the click in him where you could just see this man enjoying himself, right? And so he's hitting this guy. And every time he hits him, he makes his own sound effect. He's going, doof, doof, right? Wow, it's hilarious, right? But he's beating the guy up bad. And the guy's a southpaw too, right? So that it was always a problem for people. He was a kind of a shorter dude, super stocky, and he threw with his left. So he had this kid and he's hitting him and the kid, you can tell the kid pretty buckled after a couple shots. He's got, he's got him down like this. And then he's throwing these knees, but the guy's way taller. So he's like jumping up. And again, he's going <laughs> like he's making the sound and he ends up fucking just by the time he, the guy folded on the ground. Right. And then my buddy's on top of him. And at that point, the whole party starts screaming like all the, you know, the guys that want blood, they're all screaming just to fucking kill him, right? They wanted to just finish this guy. And at that point, this is one of my best friends, and I can tell that the fight's over. I don't like when a fight goes past a guy being fucking knocked out, and I don't like right. when fights go past one-on-one, right? So he, they're like, fucking knock him out, knock him out, and he's already dead and gone. So I come up, and I grab my buddy, and I'm like, buddy, it's done. It's done. Like, you got him. We're good. We're good. Don't worry about it. Right? So he doesn't hit him again. I pull him off, and then when I pull him off, about seven or eight dudes rush in and just start stomping this fucking poor kid out, right? Oh, no. Bad, 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 bad. So, uh, kid ends up getting his jaw broken uh, really badly in that fight. And um, my buddy has to go to court for assault causing bodily harm, which is a big fucking charge in Canada, right? Very, very serious, but he's 17, so he has a chance to to fight it a little bit anyway. So um, I go to court with him as his witness because I was the guy that physically pulled him off. Um, and, and I get to the courthouse and we're, they put me outside of the actual uh, proceedings, right? So I had to be in the outside room, but it was just me and the kid who got beat up. It was his whole family, right? Like cousins, oh, they were all fucking shit. there, right? They thought that I was one of the guys that had stomped him out they didn't realize i was the guy that broke the fight up right i wasn't actually the bad guy but they thought i was so i spent about eight hours in this room with them or seven hours or something and then i only got called in for like 20 minutes um and i was there to essentially to help my buddy and to just say that i think the kid's jaw got broken when the guy stomped them out i'm like i don't think he broke his jaw he was you know the, the fight was over i pulled him off and then these guys i think did it so i get called onto the stand 
And the stand is fucked up, dude. Like, it, it, it's like, it, it's very, obviously court's not like TV when you see it in a case like this. There's not a whole fucking audience. It's just like some family members, like key family members. It's a big, awkward room. Right. Um, I, I remember getting up there and like, I do stand up now, obviously, but I used to be so f- afraid of public speaking and shit. And I get up there and the first thing I started to talk and the judge is like, can you please come closer to the mic? You speak very softly. I'm like, oh God, right? I'm just sweating. I'm looking at my buddy. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm like, I don't think I got the juice to help you win this right now. Right. So anyways, the guy just, the the lawyer starts hammering me and his last question, he just goes, was the kid moving when you pulled your friend off of him? I'm like, "Uh," I'm like, Hey, listen, there was a lot going on, but I, but I, and then all those guys came in, they stopped me. like, was he moving when you pulled him off? I'm like, listen, there was a lot happening. All the other guys came and he just, he repeated that like two or three more times. He goes, was he moving? And then eventually I go, no, like he wasn't moving. And he just looks at the judge and he goes, that's all the questions, your honor. And oh. I just look at my friend, I'm like, fuck. And that was oh, the moment he why? fucking why? lost it. Fucking I, was lost? <laughs> I was fucking there to help, dude. And I fucking ended up like g- doing the wrong thing. Oh, and uh, that was it. And then he just said, no further questions, your honor. And I was like, oh my God. I just looked at him like, I'm sorry, bro. I have to go sit with the family again. And he he did end up getting charged for assault causing bodily harm. And it's wow. uh it's yeah, it, it got all because the kid that whose jaw got broken, he had it wired shut for 10 months after that. Like it was a bad break. Well, that'll teach um, him. But that was my first experience ever being on the stand and my last to this point. And I think I've did it poorly. I think I did a bad job. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. In retrospect, it's such an easy lie. Like, oh yeah, he was moving, but you were just like sure, oh, sure. Oh, but it, but, but it's not like tied an easy to the lie. truth. It's not an easy lie when you're 17 in that situation. It's a fucking, you're trying because they make it very, very, very clear to you at the beginning, right? They scare you. You're a kid. They scare you into not, like they tell you, if you tell a fucking lie, you are fucked, right? Like if I get caught lying up there now, all of a sudden I'm going, that's how they present it to you. So you're scared as fuck to say something untruthful, but you're also trying to like, Anyways, I in retrospect, I would have said, right. yeah, I saw this fucking. I saw right, this right, right. If you would have, if you would have watched like all of Breaking Bad and then hit the stand, sure. you would have been fine. You know, sure. hindsight's fantastic when you fucking when you grow <laughs> up and you yeah. see people get hurt and you know how to wiggle your way out of situations. But I just yeah. didn't. You know, so. I remember my my buddies were over and I had a, like a BB gun and they were shooting the windows out from the house across the street, <laughs> and the cops came and knocked on the door and they go, hey guys, mind if we come in? And I was like, oh, okay. And they kicked the door open. Where's the fucking gun? <laughs> but it's the same thing. You know, it's like if you just knew, like if you had like a little bit of adult sensibility, you'd be fine, you know? Sure, sure. Probably adult sensibility would be to have not broken the kid's jaw in front of 250 people too. Like those are right. things you also learn, right? Yeah, but this yeah, guy yeah. is a fucking beauty, dude. Like I, I went home like five years ago for Thanksgiving and he's like, check this out. And he rolls up his shorts and he shows me a fucking big bite mark on the inside of his thigh. And he just tells me it's from a buddy that we grew up with, his uncle. I'm like, dude, you got to stop doing this in fields. <laughs> like, you got to stop fucking doing this. And then I saw him a few years ago um, when I went home and he had just fought uh, a guy that came over to quote him on his chimney. Like, he ended up fighting that guy <laughs> in his driveway. The fucking on the chimney? No, no, the guy came in there. They, something happened. 2200. I was going to quote him. Yeah. Fucking rolls up his sleeves after the quote's too high. And he's like, all right, (laughs) we're going to the front yard, bud. And you know, the chimney guy fucking working some fucking labor job is just waiting for the opportunity, right? Oh, for sure. But that was jacked up. 
for my buddy, his family was in the house. And I'm like, John, you would like, I mean, you have a kid, right? So, you know, yeah. like, is there, there's like an added risk as a man when you fight in front of your kid? Cause if you lose, yeah. the stakes are so much fucking higher. You don't want to get knocked out in front of your kid, right? right? Like you have to win that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think about that. Like what in road rage, because sometimes I'll fly off the handle and I'll be hanging out the window, salivating at the mouth, frothing at the mouth. And then I remember my kids in the car and I'm like, all right, I got to back it down. But like, I'm always worried about it. it's one thing to fight in front of your kid. It's another thing to get knocked out and leave your fucking kid right. in a car seat, you know, like <laughs> fucking helpless, you know. But they'll remember that. Hey, it'll come out. It'll oh, come yeah, out yeah. later. They talk to like, Why don't you respect your father? And they go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're blowing past curfew fucking yeah. every night. Yeah. Well, you got to win it. That's why you probably bite some guy in the fucking leg at a dinner yeah, party. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's a lot of bite stories on this podcast. You ever see your dad fight, Jared? I never see my dad fight. I see, I've seen my dad. Um, my dad was very like commanding in his. So, for you guys that don't know, my dad was like a military dude and a cop. And when I was uh, when I was a little kid, like he, I remember one time at a beach, and he, uh, there was a bunch of kids. I told you this before, Tyler. And like this is the closest I saw him to active fighting. There was like. I was a little kid and there was a bunch of kids there, maybe like 20 year olds or something. And they were just like littering and swearing and whatever on the beach. My dad just walked up and said, Hey guys, like, I got my kids here. Do you mind just like, you know, not throwing your fucking beer cans around and stuff. Like there's a bunch of families here and stuff. And one of the kids, one of the dudes goes, he looks at his buddies. He's like, we can fucking take this guy. And my dad just like psychotic calm. There's like seven of them. He just goes, Oh yeah, no, I, you guys could all take me for sure, but I'm only going for you, buddy. I'm only going for you. And I'm going to rip your fucking nuts off. <laughs> that was the one thing <laughs> he taught me from that. He always said he, growing up, he was like, if you ever get beat up, if you ever have to fight more than one guy or, or more people at once, you grab one and you hurt him as bad as you can. He's like, that's your best bet. You got to grab one. You just yeah. gotta make make scare one guy, make one guy think that if you get in that fight, it's gonna be bad for him, and it, it worked. Dude, I was told the same thing when I was in high school. Yeah, remember like some like guy drives by in a car in my neighborhood, and they like, hey, well, if they drive past you and they start reversing real quick, you fucking take off, and then you're jumping fences. And like boys in the hood. First one you hit me, I'm fucking going all in. I'll gouge your fucking eyeball out because I don't get. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't fight to lose, and I was also taught that the two things you have to fight for is if a man pokes you in the chest or spits on you, you just have to go. So. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm big into eye I, gouging too. Big, big eye gouge fan. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, if I'm there's six guys on me, I'll go tonight. I could, you know. So there was um, I'm I know I've told this story at length in this podcast, but. I was at a system sound bar in Toronto. It's not there anymore, but, but once upon a time. And I ended up going a guy out front and, you know, we basically fought to a draw. We were just, you know, slamming each other in the face, but he was with like a crew of 20 guys. And I had like three buddies with me. I had more guys in the club, but they were, they, were, they didn't even know we got kicked out. So we were rolling around the corner and um, the, these 20 guys come fucking, come squealing around the corner in four cars and just empty out and my buddy's like buddy we gotta run i'm like there's no running dude <laughs> there's no there's 20 of them and they got cars like we just there's no running you know and then a little one got ahead of the pack this little wiry fucker and my buddy's like facing me and as he's negotiating this with me the little fucker throws a bomb over his shoulder and he hit me in the nose and he had like a metal plated glove on and he fucking <laughs> broke my nose 
And man, I got that guy on the ground and fucking pumped him hard. And that's when the rest of his his friends caught up. And as I was bent over pumping him, one of them fucking field gold my face and broke my nose. And he kicked me so fucking hard in the face. Like everybody stopped fighting. But I still had the other guy on the ground, right? So after my face snapped up, I was just like, all right, one more for you. And I just nailed that fucking guy. And then yeah. I got with my hands up. <laughs> Dude, the fucking metal glove is insane. The worst, uh, like, crazy experience that I, well, it's not the craziest, but I mean, I was talking to Tyler today and like my, my left ear is still kind of fucked from it. Um. I was in Toronto maybe like eight years ago, just visiting friends. It's like before I started stand up or anything, I was just like visiting. I think I was here for a wedding and me and like 10 guys go out. I think we're on college street. And I know some of them, I don't know, like a few of them, uh, but one of my biggest fucking pet peeves is people biking on the sidewalk. I can't fucking stand it. Like it just drives me nuts. Like, especially I, I live right off floor and I see people biking on the sidewalk all the time. And I just want to tackle them off. Especially because there's a fucking bike lane right there. You know what I mean? Like, just driving the fuck. Yeah, anyway. Um, You're way ahead of your years, buddy. You're like a fucking 65-year-old, 30-year-old. Yeah, uh, that's fair. (laughs) I don't don't care. I'm fucking, fuck them, you know? But anyways, this guy was biking on the sidewalk down college. And, like, I'm in the back. Like, a few of my friends in the front. And they have to, like, separate, like, part the seas like fucking Moses because this guy's driving his bike down and then he stops and I'm cla- like at the red light and I'm just crossing the intersection and he's on his phone and he's got his knee up on one of the pedals and I, I got a fucking blow ass. So I put my ass on his leg and I just farted <laughs> real loud. Like a real, <laughs> someone sneezed into a harmonica, you know, like a, yeah. just a real, like, <laughs> he had to watch his jeans afterwards. And so then, like, we all started laughing. I was like, oh, that was great. We walked like half a block. And the next thing I know, I get hit on my ear, like, really hard. So, like, the kid ran up behind me and he cupped his hand and hit me over the ear as hard as he could. Like Kevin Costner in the bodyguard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He blew my eardrum out, like, he perforated my eardrum. That's the most precision fucking shot. Oh my god! You see a guy coming at you with a cup. Like everyone didn't see it coming. (laughs) Like complete suckered. Knock my head against a brick wall. Fall down. Stand up. And like now, like so, your inner ear is all your balance, right? Like I'm disoriented. Like my balance, fuck, right? And I look at him, and like I have probably like you know like ten guys with me there, and it's just this one kid, and he's just like, isn't that funny? fucking funny you sick piece of shit farted on my leg like <laughs> in the middle of college street and he's like come on come on let's go let's go and he takes his fucking shirt off and i'm like trying to get my feet i'm like bambi on ice like i'm i'm disoriented <laughs> and like my buddies aren't gonna step two because they're like well one-on-one fight like you know oh yeah yeah whatever. You brought on we're, not, we're not coming to your aid like and i'm, I'm like and i would not expect that anyways and so I walk out into the street and then I like I see the guy and he's probably like, you know, I'm six one, he's probably like around five eight, but I look at his ears and he's got cauliflowered ears oh, all no. up and down. And I looked at him and I was like, Hey, it's okay, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 not 
today. Nope. You nope. farted on a guy before you knew if he did jujitsu or not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at his ears when I tooted, man. I had my fucking back to him. Did your fart <laughs> smell like cauliflower? Is the question. <laughs> It was. Uh, I've been drinking and eating nothing but chipotle for a few days. Uh, that was probably smelled like cucumbers and blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty even trade, though. You fart on his leg, he damages your hearing for life. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Dad, there's gonna be someone on the street that saw the whole thing and is telling this story. Like, dude, you should have heard the fart. I could hear it all the way up Young Street. But the punch, the punch was even louder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a, honestly one of my top 10 parts of all time <laughs> now i have a question for you when you like had to like you know say hey no like you, you know back out of the fight were you like pretty embarrassed backing out of the fight because all your friends are there no heavens <laughs> heavens no you did the right thing dude <laughs> 100%. i mean really you guys should have stomped them the way those guys stomped that guy at the party no not, not at all like Hey, listen, yeah. I did something about Tommy in court. No, I wasn't moving. Fuck. So, so tell me about what instigated this. <laughs> yeah, Your Honor, the fart wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, the guy left. My buddies were like, did you see his ears? And I was like, yeah, that's my fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I backed away. They're like, yeah, that was good. And then we went and drank. And then I. This was back when I had long hair. And like the next day, I wake up on my buddy's couch and I was like, my fucking ear is still ringing. And I held my nose and just like, you know, when you try and pop your ears, my hair was just going like this out of my fucking eardrum. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's so was, makes it oh, that's a good move, too. dude. I feel like that's a bigger risk when you have long hair. You just farted on a guy and now you might get knocked out with your long hair flying everywhere. Cause like anytime <laughs> someone gets hit, or wipes it on a bike, or does fucking anything with long hair, it's way funnier. For oh, some reason, it's always so funnier. funnier. It's funnier to see the hair fly. It adds yeah. such a dramatic layer to a knockout. And it's something to grab. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's not that's not the worst I've ever been in. I got the piss kicked out of me in Montreal years ago. That's probably... Tall, tall, yeah, so this was... I'll tell you about the time I got beat up, and then you... Yeah, you want to go first? Because I used no, to no, no, go, go, go ahead. Okay, so this is uh, I was living like downtown Montreal. Um, this might be like ten years ago. Um, and my sister's boyfriend at the time and his buddy, and like I come from a small town, so like I, I was already buddies with both of those guys, uh, because everyone knows everyone, right? So, uh, they come to Montreal. Cause they uh, want to go to the bell center to see GSP fight cost check. Right. And they don't want to get a hotel. So they're like, Hey, you want to, you, you have room at your place. And I was like, yeah, you guys can crash on the couch, whatever. We great. So like, um, they go to the fight. Meanwhile, it's like a buddy of mine from university's birthday. So we go to this bar called speakeasy on uh, Bishop and say, or Bishop and basin And in the basement, uh, is where you play this game where you do shots if you lose. You play the box and you got to flip numbers down after rolling dice. And it's like the guy, the bartender there is this guy, Kevin, who's got like one left hand and his right hand is just a thumb pinky from a birth defect. But he's like a fucking four handicap in golf for some reason. Like the guy's a nutcase and he's like just a chain smoker. He's like, 
if you lose this round, it's impossible to lose the next round. You can't lose twice in a row, but everyone's just doing Jameson shots for my buddy's birthday. I'm fucking gibbled. It's like midnight. I'm talking in cursive. There's some guy there drinking cups of coffee and he's making fun of my friend for being a drunken asshole. And I was like, buddy, it's his birthday. Fucking calm down. He's like, don't tell me to calm down, kid. And I was like, dude, fucking fuck off. We're just trying to have a good time. And he's like, you want to have a good time? You want to meet me outside? Now I got like my tough pants on because I'm whiskey filled. And I was like, absolutely, sure. <laughs> Go out of the bar, get up on stage or fucking whatever you want to call it. See my friends on Sarah, like outside blowing darts. And they're like, what are you doing? I just take off like my flannel shirt and just toss it to him. And just like try and square off with this guy. I didn't know it at the time. He was stone sober and like an MMA fighter who was oh, like, oh, what a piece of shit. Earlier. Yeah, that's got <laughs> little of February in a t-shirt. I take one big fucking like huge overhand right at the guy. Miss him by about four feet slip on the ice and he just gets on top of me <laughs> just starts hammering me i like like put like pushed him around a bit and started punching his ear actually which is a weird callback but he got me up again and just hammered me and then uh, that's when my buddies were outside they're like all right it's done it's done it's done and i was like I thought that went pretty well. <laughs> like, <laughs> look down, and like my entire shirt was ripped all the way down, and it's just, just I'm just leaking from my eye. And then uh, uh, my sister's boyfriend, his buddy at the time, they were actually there for it. I like I told them what bar they had got there. They didn't even have a drink. They see me, and they're like, "All right, we got to take you to the hospital." And I was like, "I think I'm fine." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> your eyes fucked." So I go to the Montreal General. We get in the cab. They take me up there. And I felt bad because this is like their fun night in Montreal, right? Now I got yeah. a waiting room. But I get in. I get stitched up within like 45 minutes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking hammered. Frontline workers, man. It's great stuff. And, <laughs> and so while I'm in there, I'm in this big examination room. And there's like different curtains going back and forth. And while I'm in there, like the, the lady's like uh, stitching up my eye and she's like, so you, were you in one of the fights tonight? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, hammered. I'm not even thinking about the UFC going on. And she was like, oh, so is he. And I look over and it's fucking cost check, like two beds over. Because <laughs> oh, wow. he had a broken orbital bone from the fight yeah. with GSP. GSP jabbed him to death in that fight. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I look at him and I was like, he doesn't really look at me. He's like, you got some people around him and shit. And I was like, oh, shit. And then she, she, she like sutures me up and she's like, you got to stay here because I'm like a med student or like a, not a like resident, whatever, intern. Or whatever they call it. <laughs> like, can you, like I, did, I did a good job. I want my superior to come over and see this. And I was like, right, oh. right, right. I got to get, yeah, yeah. This is for credit. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I was like, all right, when I do that, and then I get back out there, and I'm, I think I'm going to get chewed out by my sister's boyfriend and his friend, but they're out there taking pictures because all the Koscheck's fucking team is out there in the waiting room waiting so for So it's them. the best night of their lives. Yeah, though. so they're like meeting them and taking pictures with them, oh, like man. all these traders and shit. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we see one of the fights? And they're like, he was in a fight. They're like, how'd he do? And they're like, not well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not well. 
it's funny how their karma dragged you into the line of fire so that they yeah, can right? meet the cost check people. Yeah. <laughs> like you were a pawn in their karma's ultimate play out, you know. 100%. So, like the next day, my eye was just like a fucking gooser. Yeah. And uh, but they were gone and they were happy. So, uh, you know, so I took one for the team. What a weasel move. The fucking guy's just sitting there drinking coffee, pissing on other people's parades, trying to start fucking fights to practice his MMA skills. Like, what a Honestly, piece of man, shit. Like, when, when I look back on it, I think that guy was going to go anyone. And he, he was there for that. And, and I, I, I kind of feel like I'm happy he took me because I got a stupidly large head and I could just, I can just eat fucking punches. So I'm glad he didn't like break a kid's jaw by stomping on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who goes to a club to have coffee? Like how good could that coffee have been at that fucking place where they're serving fucking dollar drafts and swill? Oh yeah. That guy was just dragging his knuckles through the door. Just punched. Yeah. what What a hunk of shit. Yeah. I hope he hears this. I'll go. Yeah. Round two. Let's go. Oh yeah, I'll go. And and there won't be no one on one this time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, just, I'll grab a roll of nickels before. Four on one. Everybody on the podcast. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Jer? Oh, um we're just talking about you're talking about getting beat up. I got I, I used to uh, I went to school in Hamilton and Hamilton's a great town to get beat up. If you if you want if you're looking for a place to <laughs> get your ass kicked you can find it in hamilton um but we used to drink at this um this bar still there i think it's called dirty dogs and this place was so it was dirty dogs and was attached to another uh which bar what was more of a club it was called club 77 so dirty dogs and club 77 and club 77 was like a hip-hop bar and dirty dogs was a full-on country music fucking electronic bull all that right and at midnight they opened the door in the middle and then you could go from Dirty Dogs into Club 77 or vice versa. I'm like walking from Club 77 into Dirty Dogs felt like drugs wearing off. Like it'd be like good music going to like lights on. Everyone's ugly and it's country music. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember. So this what we used to do. We drink there every Friday night, every Friday night. And um, my buddy, when he tells this story, he laughs so fucking hard. Because I so we got to the club, we got to Dirty Dogs. And because we go there every Friday. Uh, I recognize the bouncer at the front. And so I skip the line. He calls me to the front, right? And I'm fucking 19. So I think it's very cool. I'm skipping the line at a club, right? And so I get in front. So everybody sees me walk to the front, whatever. We're not there for 20 minutes when one of my buddies bumps another guy's drink, right? And it goes on one of his buddies. So that whole fucking thing starts. And I'm kind of off to the side talking to somebody. You know, when you're the last guy to realize that a fight's about to start, when you're still doing your own thing and then you turn and it's already happening. So I'm hammered already at this point. And I have two uh, whiskey sours because that's what we would drink there all the time was whiskey sours, right? So I fucking, I turn and I see this guy who's like, this is my buddy's barking with this one guy. And behind him, he's got that Doberman friend. You know, the guy who's just, just staring at oh, you yeah, yeah. from behind yeah, the shoulder the and he just wants a bite. He just wants to fucking go, but he's waiting for somebody <laughs> to go. So I, I turn, I look at this guy and I put both, there's like a pillar in the middle of the bar. I take both my whiskey sours and I put them down. This is how my buddy would tell it. I put them down. I go, all right, let's go. And then from behind, <laughs> fucking dude, a 300 pound bouncer just wrap around punches me from behind. Right. So uh, the, the, dirtiest fucking sucker punch our fight hadn't even started i wasn't in a physical fight yet right yeah and this but you know when you have those the teams of bouncers that just want to fuck somebody up right all of them, and, dude. 
Yeah, the only exception was the guy at the front door would wave me, would wave me through. So all of a sudden I get, boom, I get hit and he rings me and I'm down on the ground. But all I could think is my hat, right? My hat had popped off. So I'm looking for my hat and I reach over, I grab my hat. And I look back up and he's on top of me. And he just puts one more just straight in the middle of my head. And like, he's fucking me up. Like he's, he's like really fucking me up. So boom, hits me like that. And then like all the bouncer and my friends are trying to come in. He ends up getting me in the chicken wing. Like he puts me in the hold, but my whole shirt comes up. Like, you know, that embarrassing fucking belly and tits are out. And he drags me out the front. And as I'm going, I just lock eyes with the guy to let me skip the line. And I went, sorry, man. <laughs> he just <laughs> threw me. Like, I got thrown onto the street with the fucking shirt up and donkey punched and shirt ripped. And I think, like, only one friend came with. And the other ones decided to keep partying for the rest of the night. You know, you're that guy that has to take the van cab back up the fucking mountain with your ripped shirt and then wait for them to come home at three in the morning. But yeah, yeah. That was the time to do a sucker punch his son. I've been sucker punched a couple of times in my life. It's not, it's yeah, not good. Too. It always hurts so bad. It does. <laughs> well, it doesn't though too, because it's anytime so I've been sucker punched, I've been though. hammered. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's the impact is way harder than if you're like ready for it. You just, there's for no, sure. you just boom. It's also real bad back in the day. If you want to hear yeah. an old man fight story. Of course. Man, my dad, my dad's like kind of like me, but like he's uh, uh, not uh, good with new people. He's like, he's like, he's like an old school fucking guy. He's a very stoic guy, but he's got a smart ass mouth like I do. Uh, one time back in the 70s, he like fucking made fun of some dude who took a big offense to it and just suckered him while he was sitting at a bar and broke his jaw. My dad had to have his wired, like jaw wired shut for like two months. And my dad's <laughs> buddies found out who this guy was. And he was back at the same bar that night because my dad was friends with the bartender. So he like called them up at their house and went over and fucking grabbed this guy while he was sitting in his chair with his girlfriend and tipped his chair back. And one of them just pins his knees to his shoulder and just starts hammering him. And this guy's girlfriend is like freaking out. So she grabs like an empty quart of Labatt 50 and breaks it on the back of the guy's head. But all that happens is the shattered glass falls on her boyfriend's face. And the guy's just hammering the glass into his cheeks. <laughs> to this day, the guy's just scarred up from like little bad fifty cord. Who was punching <laughs> the guy? Your dad? Um, no, my dad's buddy. My dad was like, yeah, yeah, Jack McCauley. I should probably should that. <laughs> Jackie boy. That's a good fucking name, though. That's a that's great a fight name. Oh, he's tough as nails. So, yeah, that's like that's like a forties boxer. Right there, yeah, Jack McCauley. Yeah, that guy who's like one of yeah. the big boxers. You know him because he got knocked out by someone famous once. You know the Jack <laughs> yeah. McCauley fight, the Great White Hope. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Kevin McNeely or whatever the hell his name is. That is awesome. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, right, I've got a, I've worst. got a fart story, not a fight story. Oh, okay. It's not it's not nearly as good as Tommy's, but me and my buddy were fucking catcalling these two chicks that walked by. We're like, hey, what's going on? What's going on, ladies? Hey, 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 hey. And they just paid us no mind, right? 
So while they were at the corner waiting for the light, I just walked up between them and stuck my ass between them and let out a fucking cheek flapper. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friend were crying. We were laughing <laughs> so hard. Dude, I, I, Rose I, got, it. I, I ripped a fart in my, my greatest fart of all time was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was down there with, uh, with two buddies. It was my first year of comedy and we went to the Golden Corral. Yeah. And there was a dude, we walked out in the park. We just, we would just finish in there. And I was smoked and we're coming out in the parking lot. And there was a dude sitting in his car. Like we're out there chatting for a second. He's putting on a fucking sweatband, but like he's getting ready to go in there and just fucking hammer chicken wings. Right. You got a sweatband. <laughs> and so he's walking through the parking lot. I walked into the middle of the parking lot. I feel so sick. And I just put my hands on my knees and lean down and rip the biggest fart of all time through the parking lot. And this guy, when he gets to the door, goes, Whoa! And just kicks the door open and goes into the corral. <laughs> Going to do what I just did. Yeah. Those are fart stories. Uh, those are good. Also, I was, uh, I was staying over at a Jerome Cian's place, and like, well, obviously this was very new, so I didn't want to hold in all my farts. I'd like, like, you know, I'm not going to sleep too. And then when I woke up in the morning, I had to take a morning piss, and I, I farted. And I think it might have lasted 20 seconds. It was so long that I was laughing so much that my pet dream <laughs> was being affected. It was like kind of like a sprinkler. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good comedy, you know? Oh yeah. Parts are always good, buddy. You're very so what now, what, what now, Tyler, what happens? Well, no, I just want to know, like, have you had any comedy fights, Tommy? Tommy seems like a good, a good guy. Like fight, like like Race. online fights, because that's the only way comedians battle. Well, Jared, <laughs> I know Jared's had a comedy fight. Yeah, I've had two comedy fights. Like, well, really? two? I only know of one. No, I went, no, one I didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one. No, I haven't scrapped it. Like I got into comedy when I was like twenty six, and yeah, I've been in a couple scraps after that. But I'm not gonna. No one's ever really pissed me off enough. Describe them because comedians are mostly keyboard warriors, you know, like they're they. Oh yeah, no, that was. I mean, the one Tyler's talking about that was my last fight ever, and and when I was done that fight, I also had that moment where I was like, I don't want to fight anymore. Like I, I don't. First of all, make no mistake, I was never a big fighter. I always was in a group of people growing up that loved to fight, so I was always around fighting. I was always involved in fights, but I was not the guy that love to go out and start the fight. Yes. But like, you know, I was an instigator with my mouth, but my friends were the guys that loved to throw. So by association, I was always involved in these in fights, but like I hadn't been in a fight in Toronto since like I left fucking where I grew up when I was like 18, 18 or 19, I think 19. So I'd never been in a fight in the city. And then my first fight in Toronto was outside of absolute comedy. Nice. Uh, Tommy, you know what that is, right? So I was out of absolute, and um, it was my first experience fighting somebody when I was with a group of comedians and not my group of old friends. And yeah, I quickly yeah, yeah. learned that I'm so yeah, fucking alone. on my own. I'm so yeah. fucking on my own in this fight. And it's um, so what happened was I was inside with these. Guys. I wasn't even performing that night. I was I was there. I was pretty new again in, in comedy. I was hanging out with some dudes who were there at Absolute that night. And we were just having drinks upstairs afterwards. 
And there was a girl there that was very, very obviously being like harassed by a guy near us. And like, we were just like head and eye on it. He, was, he wasn't being like aggressive, but he was clearly hovering and being super fucking creepy. Whatever, we could all see it. And uh, after a while he leaves and um, she's outside and we, we go outside for a cigarette and she's out there having a cigarette too. And, and I see her out there and, I, and I, I swear to God, I'm like saying this genuinely to her. I go, because you can see she's visibly mad and shook. And I go, hey, that guy's gone. I'm like, you can relax, but he's definitely gone. Don't, don't worry about him anymore. And she misinterprets what I said as like that I was, you know, saying not what I was saying. And she looks at me, she goes, well, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Like I'm not, definitely not trying to start whatever this is about to be. And then she keeps yelling some stuff. And I'm just like, okay, this is whatever. My buddies are like, guys, just, just walk away. So we start to walk away. And then another girl comes up and it's her sister. And right? so I was her sister and she, starts yelling at me too. And they're obviously just two very, very drunk people. And I'm very drunk too at this point, enough to where they're chirping, they're yelling at me and yelling at me. And then eventually I'm just like, uh, I say something to the tune of like, uh, I'm glad your dad's not here to see this, but I don't think your dad's been around to see anything for a long time. And there's just this like pause and they're like, fuck you. I'm like, oh no, the button. I hit the button, right? And she, <laughs> she attacks me. I'm like, oh no, right? So she comes at me and I'm like, oh God, so I have to put my hands up. But then this guy walks up out of nowhere who's like a stranger to them as well. And he sees me and, he, and he's like, they're screaming at me. These girls are screaming at me at this point. And he's just standing there like he's ready. I could tell that he's about to pull a hero move, right? This oh, guy's about to fight night, eh? He's about to fight me on their behalf, but he wasn't here for any of it. He has no idea what is happening here, right? right? So he's he comes in. Hero, your like, hero move. Yeah, dude. So, so he and he grabs me. I'm like, fuck, here we go. So him and I tumble out onto the street. And it's like, uh, I guess that's up by like Young and Eglinton or whatever, but there's a streetcar that comes. One of my buddies goes, streetcar. It's going ding, ding, ding. And we're rolling. And we roll off to the side and you see all the people in the window looking at him like, this is a fucking disaster. I didn't want to be in this fight. So then we get up. Uh, my friends that come in, like, so it kind of breaks it up because we almost got hit by a streetcar. And then we get up, and then we're on the sidewalk. And I just stand there for a second. I look down the sidewalk, and this guy's still standing there, just like panting, looking at me. And I just look at him, I'm like, all right, are we going? And I just, I had a leather coat on, dude, right? And I'm fucking, I am fucked, right? And I've been like doing, I'm wasted. I was doing some drugs that night. I was fucked. And, and I remember looking, I'm like, let's go. And so I take my leather coat off. <laughs> I throw my leather coat down and him and I just end up teeing off in the sidewalk, right? It's like a hockey fight. Tee off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the better of him. I hit him. I hit him once good. He falls down. Now we're on top of these stairs and all these comps. So I'm with like seven dudes, I want to say, seven or eight dudes. And as I'm on top of this guy, right, I finish and I go to him like, all right, it's done. It's done. He's still trying to punch up at me, right? But it's like, whatever. And then one of the girls jumps on my back. And starts trying to gouge my eye, right? We're talking about eye gouges. So she's trying to just flat out blind me, right? And I'm like, I think I'm surrounded by friends. Somebody's gonna stop this girl from trying to blind me at any moment, right? So she's trying to gouge my eye. I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to avoid it. And then I feel her sister is trying to steal my wallet out of my pants. So now I'm on top <laughs> of this, you know, trying to control this guy who's still squirming underneath me. She's trying to gouge my eye, and the other sister steal my wallet. And I remember out of like, I had this moment of just pure frustration that had nothing to do with the fight, but just my friends. And I'm like, is somebody gonna like, cause I feel my wallet coming. I'm like, is somebody gonna get that? And then my friend Chase, whatever, got my wallet back. 
Um, the girl gets like, eventually somebody grabs her off and then the guy comes and then other people came in and broke it up. And I remember my coat, like from the first time we tumbled onto the street, got <laughs> ripped and, and all that. And fuck, I never got that coat fixed. I always just wore it. It was like, this was the coat I got in the fighting. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't believe, dude, I remember just being on, in that, like I'm on top of this guy trying to control him. One girl's trying to blind me. One girl's trying to rob me. And all the comedians are standing around like, uh, <laughs> what do we do? I'm like, anything, fucking anything right now. <laughs> oh my God. So that was the, the one time I got in a, in a, in a actual fight. Real yeah, it's it's fucking frustrating. Like, uh, especially cause it's known that absolute comics are pussies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And those guys, those guys would have slit their own mother's throat for a feature spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to get 10 minutes on a Sunday, but not to fucking keep my eyeball in my head. Yeah. I remember we had the same thing where I, well, I was in Montreal and the guy sucker punched a friend of mine and then ran through an alley, like broke my buddy's nose. Um, I forget how it happened. We were obviously very drunk and I chased him. And I don't know if you guys know in Montreal that well, but like Crescent Maisonneuve is like the whole club district. It's like club, club, bar, club, club all the way down and I saw him crossing the street and I went up and grabbed the guy and like in the middle of the intersection and started hammering him. And then there was like six huge guys around him who are also crossing the street. And I was like, Oh, this is not going to end well. But I kind of held them off for a bit. And then one of them like need me or kicked me. I forget But I got like stomped. They were just stomping me. Uh, so I just went uh, fetal, but there's like, 300 people ran around me the entire time. I didn't lose like a wallet or phone. Like I lost my Expos hat, but like whatever. I mean, it was dead <laughs> by that point. Uh, and then I get up and I'm leaking and I look it over at people that are around and I was like, hey, hey, thanks. <laughs> seven guys stomping me and you guys were all just out just watching it. Like, right. thanks. Nobody God. thought. Yeah. The I feel like if you get in a fight with group, like when that, that's like such a young, like that's like such a high school college thing. When you get in a fight, you just know your friends are there and that everyone's down and then you become an adult and it's, it's not, it's different, right? You're oh, yeah, not surrounded. You're surrounded by people who aren't down and, and they're scared of it. And, and it's, and that was my moment where I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting older. Like, this is not the world that I grew up in. This isn't high school anymore. I got to actually mind my P's and Q's a bit when I'm out yeah. in public. Yeah, but it's all, I think there's also a, a, a degree where it's like you see one person getting stomped by like seven people. Are you know, like me personally? I wouldn't walk past him and be like, well, it's none of my business. I'm like, well, right. no, but like you're me, talking me about the I get, get the phone out, I'd have the fucking thing behind me that's... doing a fight stories promo. <laughs> yeah, you're that's gonna... everybody now, though. Everybody pulls out a phone first. Like, it's yeah. like if you get in a fight in public and you're thinking, Oh, there's too many people here for me to get beat up. That you're out of your fucking mind because yeah. people will tape you getting your ass kicked before they'll fucking help you any it's day. It's true. Now. The world can yeah, walk past you just with fucking blinders on. It's being like, you know, that's why Kitty Genovese died, right? <laughs> no, no one got that reference. I, I, that. <laughs> I just thought I, it was like, I just thought it was some ultra Canadian reference that I missed. That stabbed at, at, at her apartment in like Manhattan and. Uh, that's how they well why they call it the bystander effect because everyone heard it but everyone was like someone else will yeah, call it. it was one of the uh, those lawmaking crimes yeah yeah um I, I remember that when i first moved down to the states it was the same thing i had been used to going out with my friends and rumbling and you know they're not being too bad a consequence because somebody was there to sort of break it up usually 
And then all of a sudden you're out in America drinking by yourself. And, you know, all of a sudden three guys is way too many, you know? Right. <laughs> sure. Did you ever get any trouble from being like the, like when you were first out in the States, did you ever get any shit for being the guy from out of town? Not really. I wasn't like in a small town. I mean, a couple of times I just got way too drunk and like to the point where I couldn't defend myself when I got knocked out and I'm like, fuck yeah. Me. I'm like that's but you're that's a big like, dude too like you look like a fight if you're in a small town like you yeah, look like yeah, a yeah. Would, right? and then and, and i was getting like i was getting so drunk i was getting knocked out by like little guys and i was like oh man this is embarrassing i gotta, <laughs> I gotta hang them up. <laughs> that's my biggest fear now too is i and i tell people um when i'm doing like comedy in small towns and i've uh been around you know when you get like into those like small areas and get with those really really drunk fucking locals yeah. and you have a comic off stage being really fucking confident i'm like be careful here I'm like, these guys will fuck, they're down to fuck you up. Like, yeah, you're in a yeah. small town. They're hitting on the girls there. I'm like, listen, if there's a really, really attractive girl in a very small town, she's married or has kids, and the guy's here. And this guy is waiting for you to be a fucking asshole in this town right now. Right, right. And uh, you learn to have, like, you, you learn how to have confidence in the right places when you come from the right places. You know what I mean? Like, you understand it when you travel. There's a fucking, there's an instinct um, when you go to small towns and you go to, foreign places and you have an understanding of where danger is and that comes from experience and being around certain things and you have people who have never thrown a punch and never been punched and they have this confidence in a fucking legion in the middle of buttfuck nowhere and it's like you gotta chill dude this is the night you're gonna learn the lesson especially, yeah, exactly. especially if you go to like a reserve man those kids are tough as fucking nails sure I, play I, hockey I, yeah they've been oh they've been drinking God. since they were three months in the womb <laughs> well yeah they're gonna come after you for that one <laughs> yeah i'm native i, I like, can say man, i've seen I, I played i played lacrosse on reserves and i played on a hockey team on the res and like they're great guys like super fun guys i mean they're they'll make fun of you for being white they called me q-tip or the great white hope uh or uh whitey or i don't fucking remember but like one of the guys his name, uh, we were playing, this guy's like 50 years old. We we're playing against a French Canadian team. Um, and the French Canadians and the Mohawks outside Montreal do not get along, uh. obviously, because of like the whole local crisis thing. So they go in the corner and they're battling. And this guy, Billy, is like fucking maybe five, seven on a hot day. Uh, the French kid who's like 19 calls him a savage. It's like savage in English. <laughs> <laughs> Even I got that one. Savage, the gay <laughs> savage. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Rips the kid's cage off. The cage goes flying and just hammers him in the forehead. Like sick, drops from his knees. Guys are trying to go in the rescue their friend, but it's all native kids on the ice, and they just start like it wasn't really a line brawl. It was just like guarding off. But that kid had to leave the game. We had to go right to the hospital. And this yeah. guy's 50 years old. And he's just like, yeah, don't A true me. savage. He was, he, was a, he was a true savage. Savage. <laughs> oh, that's, that's racist. John's part of that. Everything that happened. He that beat the kid into the hospital. I think it's probably warranted at this moment. Well, you know, don't, don't talk shit. Yeah. John, John Moses is part savage. Yeah. So he can say that. Oh yeah, the red hair really sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I I can't help your pre your preconceived notions, man, of what what a native should look like. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm dude, not this is like schooling. 
Do you remember when Johnny Depp found out he was one seventeenth Cherokee, and then he went and made the most offensive movie of all time, where he finished Tonto? <laughs> yeah. I just remember seeing the preview for that movie. And his face is painted, and he's talking to a horse. I'm like, "You're fucked, Depp. You fucked up, dude. Yeah. Like one seventeenth Cherokee." So I I uh, I went to the to the reserve for like my grandfather's <laughs> brother's funeral. And I drove there. I was probably 17 or 18. I drove there in my car with like my family, who's all white. And uh, we got to the gas station and I filled up at the gas station and there was just like a pack of little dirty kids. And one of them threw something at the car. This kid's seven years old. He threw something <laughs> out of the car. And he goes, get the fuck out of here, you fucking cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so funny. I remember like not even being mad for a second. Just be like, just laughing my head off at this little kid. You know? So funny. Yeah. Hey, man, like if I grew up there, I'd probably do the same thing, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck, come on. Those kids are tough, though, man. Oh, fuck, yeah. Those kids are reserved. Yeah. Shock them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to. I want to pull a Byron Allen Comics Unleashed move here. Jarrett, tell me about the fight with Monty Scott. <laughs> oh yeah. The uh, anniversary just passed, right? Just. Uh, well, no, no. <laughs> I, I was just saying it because the jab. Because we were talking about getting the jab, and so I was just joking. I was like, "Can you guys weren't around for the jab? The jab happened on Spadina." Um, oh, so, is this is this the fucking lunch sign thing? Yeah, this is the lunch sign thing. So I'm uh, I'm well, having who Monty is though because he hasn't been on the podcast before. But well, we will have him. But yeah, you got to get Monty. dude. Monty's got a story about kicking a dude in the face with a wingtip shoe. It's one of the greatest. <laughs> but he um so okay, it's like a Saturday afternoon. We're on Spadina. If anybody's ever been in, in downtown Toronto on a Saturday pre-COVID, obviously it's like. You know, it's fucking packed. It, it's like it's bustling. There's there's a hundred thousand people in the street, whatever. We're there. It's maybe one or two in the afternoon. We're having beers on a patio. I take a phone call. So I'm on the phone. I'm kind of like off to the side when this is happening. Um, I'm there with one of a good friend of mine who's never been in a fight in his life, is not a fighter. And then Monty Scott, who is is a mystery amongst all men and has maybe thought a thousand times. Who knows? Who knows? Right, Monty? He's a comic too for the listeners. He's a he's a comedian. Yeah. Yeah, I got so many things I could say about him, but I don't want to spoil when he comes onto your show. So, but so yeah, Monty's a comic. He's an older, you know, he's a bit older than us. He's from Scarborough. He's been through it. He's certainly not afraid to fight. He's not a big dude. He's not a big dude, but he's he's got the heart and the fire. So yeah, we're on this patio. He's wired that way. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. And and I and you know what? He's one of those guys that would tell stories, and I always I always fucking believe them because he's such a glorious person. But you know when somebody talks about they're the, the way that they are and it's like very exaggerated but then you see it you get to fucking see it one day and you're like holy shit it validates everything they've ever said so like that's <laughs> it's like the end of usual suspects it's like yeah, yeah. This, guy, this guy would tell me the craziest stories and i was like no way no fucking way and after this day i'm like holy shit you did all of that so yeah. he um Anyway, so I'm on the phone. So my Monty is with my other buddy and they're talking over here. I'm on kind of this side of the patio. And I see a guy come onto the patio and he's yelling at somebody. He's yelling, looking this way. So in my head, because I, Monty's not facing the street, right? He's facing the other way. And my buddy that's there with us, he's never been in a fight in his life. Doesn't have any enemies, nothing. So I see this guy yelling at somebody and I can't tell what it is, but I'm positive it's not our group, right? I'm positive this guy's talking to somebody else and yelling at somebody else. And then he starts spitting, right? He starts spitting at my buddy. And right here, I'm like, this is where I notice what's going on. I go, oh, shit, hold on. So, I, I, like, I hang up as this guy spits. And one of the spits hits 
the back of Monty's ear, right? And Monty's <laughs> Monty still isn't caught. This is all happening so fast, right? And what it was was just a guy who was he either was completely off his fucking rocker when he saw my friend and uh, mistook him for somebody, or he was gen he was actually fine in the head and actually thought my buddy was a guy who had done something fucking weird. So as I hang up the phone, what's happening is this guy is screaming at my friend and spitting and he's saying something about you fucking did something to my mom. Right. So it's, again, it's either crazy or my buddy looks exactly like somebody that did something fucked up. And this guy found him because the guy didn't look crazy. He was a young dude. He had, you know, he was a big guy. He just had like a backpack on dressed clean, didn't look crazy, but he was acting fucking crazy. Right. And so he spits this one. He's like, Oh, you fucking, and he's calling him a lot of things. And uh, one of the spit hits Monty. Monty just turns around. I remember. And he looks at this guy and Monty is half this guy's size, half his size. And Monty just looks at me and goes, oh, fuck no. And he grabs his patio chair that he's sitting on, right? The chair he's sitting on, he just throws it across the patio. Now everybody fucking turns like, what's happening? And again, the street is packed, right? So people stop. <laughs> and Monty just walks. He throws the chair. And then this guy, you can see in his face, he didn't expect a fight. Like, he didn't know. And then that's, again, I don't know if he was out of his mind or whatever but he was all of a sudden caught off guard like oh someone's about to fight back like something's about to happen here yeah so he fucking backs up and monty just squares up with this guy and he's two feet shorter than him right and i'm just like oh fuck like here we go and in i am so excited because in my mind i'm like the legend is about to come true like yeah, here yeah, he yeah. comes here <laughs> comes the monty and monty squares up with this guy and he hits him with a fucking jab and this guy goes through the sandwich board that says like $9.99 for a pint and wings, right? Boom, he goes over this middle of the afternoon. And like, dude, I'm, I, I'm talking about, when you're talking about the cost check, right? The GSP jabs, like you hit them with one of those, just a laser jab. When you see a little guy <laughs> jab a big guy and stumble him, it's the funniest fucking thing on the planet. Like it was the greatest punch ever thrown, but it was tight and small, right? And he hits him, this guy goes through the side. And we end up all getting up and running like to, chase this fucking guy he gets up he runs around the corner and then we get around the corner and this plays into what we were talking about before about how the public acts now so we come around the corner and then instantly this guy has this fear on his face like and this is where we all kind of like back over we were gonna come in and it looked like one i wanted to kill him we were all gonna we were gonna help him but then the look on his face was like okay maybe this guy's a maniac he doesn't know who the fuck this was he doesn't actually know what's going on right now right right reality is setting in for him but dude we turned around it was literally a hundred people with their phones out and everything. And it was just like, th that was the first time I saw that culture of like, Oh, right. these people just want to see something fucked up happen. And it was so fucking, so they it could was post a, it to their lives and seem interesting for a moment. Yeah. And it was fucking weird, but, but I will yeah. never forget that jab through the sandwich board, dude. Like when he just squared <laughs> up and it looked like if you saw them tail of the tape, you yeah. thought Monty was also about to get run. You're like, this guy's about right. to kill him. You and then just that a, tight jab. hundred other big guy, hundred percent. Yeah, he <laughs> just erased the specials with his ass off the sandwich board. <laughs> but yeah, but Monty's a fucking legend, dude. In like, in I've, I've one time I, Monty was, he was so drunk. He was up the street and I was talking to somebody on the street and I saw Monty. Like, I, we were together and we were heading home and I saw him like swaying up by the, by the traffic light. And I go, I yell to him as I'm talking to this person. I go, Monty, just stay there. Like, stay there, man. Like, just wait for me, wait for me. And I talked to him for a second. I looked up and he's gone. 
I was like, fuck, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to go. And I run up the street and I start looking for him because he's that blackout state where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this guy just did. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. catch him just up the street on Queen Street. And as I run towards him, I go, Monty. And his reaction, he looks at me and he just does this and pucks his head, just ready to eat punch. I'm like, who do you think I am? <laughs> his instinct when he sees me coming, he says this and it's just ready to just start eating fucking blows. Yeah, like, what, yeah, yeah. what have you been through that when your friend yeah, calls instinct, your right? name, you get yeah. ready to die? But cover the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have him on, uh, on the pod just to talk about his uh, near death fight with a. Stairs, yeah. 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 We'll we'll get Monty on. Also, Monty's a beauty because me and Jared him golf a bunch last year. The guy wore fucking basketball shorts almost down to his ankles every single game, raining or not, every (laughs) round of golf. Yeah, he golfs. Yeah, with basically a pair of sweatpants cut off at the ankles. It's hilarious. (laughs) He also one time, but here's the thing. Monty, and I'll say this, without you even having him on here, he was a dude that did take a big stumble down the stairs on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Fucked his head up. Had to go to the hospital. He was in the ICU and shit. And then after that, because I lived with him at the time, and I um, I was always trying to assess, because you know him, Tyler, like, the stories are bananas, right? So after he got injured, he would say shit. And I would sit there and be like, is this brain injury or is this pre-mine i was trying to every night be like are you fucked up like i don't know like we yeah. went shopping one time and he bought a um he bought a, a nike golf shirt and a sriracha t-shirt right that night we went and did a stand-up show together and he wore the nike golf shirt and the next morning we went golfing together and he wore the sriracha t-shirt i'm like hey, <laughs> 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 oh man yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking beauty. Yeah, we'll totally have him on. Because we had him on. Uh, Jarrett and I used to have a podcast called Rude Dudes, and Monty yeah. was one of the funniest guests we ever had. Like, 100%. just a pure storyteller and just a, a hilarious dude. So. Oh, we got to get him on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I think that was, that was a wicked episode, boys. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much for, uh, for jumping on. It's always good uh, meeting up online. and yeah, having Tommy, a good- I was surprised to uh, to see that it was you, but I'm, I'm glad to meet you. Oh, yeah, cheers. You too, bud. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us, boys. We got we got the good Tommy because Tom O'Donnell <laughs> is a fucking loser. No. <laughs> I was I was honestly sitting here being like, what what does what is a Tommy O'Donnell doing a Friday night at nine o'clock podcast in the middle of COVID even look like? No, he's like, probably already fucking gibbled. He just can't even talk. You know, he probably hops on. He's like, listen, you can see me, but I can't see you. Boys punched my monitor last week. So just keep talking. <laughs> it would have been the third attempt to get him on the show. So Yeah. All right. We'll get him. You should actually get him. And I'll still pop on for a sec when Tommy's on. Because him and I have some stuff, too, that I think we can yeah, oh, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Totally. share Tom, together. Tom could fill a whole episode with his own stories. 100%. He just sit in and, like, and, and uh, you know tee off yeah. on tommy like usual <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but thanks for having us boys it was good right, to see yeah. you uh, gentlemen and, uh, so both, both these guys are hilarious comics for, to, for our listeners uh tommy marshall has a comedy album you can check it out on uh apple music and spotify anywhere you can get comedy albums same with Jarrett campbell he's got an album out too straight white fail both of them surprise surprise are on cottage comedy digital Ooh. i wonder whose label that is <laughs> it used to be a patreon episode for the five people that yeah. actually follow the cottage comedy lineup <laughs> hey buddy this is fucking 
pure Patreon, straight yeah. to Patreon. This <laughs> <laughs> looks straight to straight to uh, video. This is straight to Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, cheers. Thanks, you guys. guys. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. have a good one. Ha <laughs> ha.